Hey guys, welcome to Rebuilding the Beast. I'm your host, Bessa Zazili, NBA player turned podcast host. And on this show, I'm going to have a lot of my inspiring friends come on to share with you their rebuilding journeys. I hope you can take the tips from their lives and apply it to your life as well. Oh, and don't forget to hit subscribe, like, comment, share with a friend. Uh, yeah, all the things. All right, I'll see you guys soon. Woo! What's up, guys? We made it to the end of 2021. Lord, what a year for all of us. This episode and this podcast has been a huge highlight for me. And so I always try to lead with vulnerability and kind of share a little bit about myself. And maybe you guys can learn from my own journey as well. This episode is going to be about the lessons I learned this year in 2021. Um, I'm going to keep it brief and short. But my question for you guys is, what did you learn in 2021? One of the things I learned was it doesn't always go as you plan. And that's okay. Because sometimes rejection is redirection. As you guys know, I've been rebuilding my own personal beast. I've been working out, training. My goal has always been to go play basketball. I have had nothing else as an option B. I don't care for option Bs. This is what I want. And so my goal was this year, I would be healthy finally. And so I'll be able to play in the Nigerian Olympic camp. I would play with the Nigerian team for the Olympics. Everybody would see that I was healthy again. And then here comes my grand entrance back into the NBA. Well, it didn't go that way. Matter of fact, just weeks before the Nigerian camp, I had to have a cleanup of my knee. Not only that, I had six weeks to be ready for the camp. Well, I had an eight-week recovery. I did it anyway, you know, because I'm crazy like that. And I said, you know what? I'm going to make myself be ready. I don't care. Six weeks, I'm going to force it, that eight-week recovery into six weeks. Well, as you know, the body will always remind you that it's not really about that. You can't force and you can't rush. Well, my body was not ready. And I went to the camp and I played well, but my body reminded me that this was stupid. I was really bummed about this. I was very down. And it really, like, I'm saying it in a very funny way now, but at the time, it really broke me down. I was filming the documentary at the time, and one of the shots when he was following me after I found out that I wasn't going to keep going, I just broke down and I started crying. It hurt. I've been working so hard for this, to do this, to play ball again. And things don't turn out the way you want. And I was really sad. But during that time, you know what? Usually I'm I'm sad and I'm sulking. And I say, well, I don't want to watch basketball. I don't want to be around it. But a friend of mine, Erica Glazer, she actually is one of the, the owners of the Golden State Warriors, a team I used to play for. So she invites me to a game with her. Um, so I say, okay, well, I don't usually want to go to games at this point, but you know, I'm saying, you know what? I have to get out of this rut. I can't stay here. And this is a reminder for people out there. You know, it's okay to feel the pain and, and to go through it. But after a while, you have to get up and you have to get out. So I go to a game. And when I'm at the game, you know, it's it's home. And so there's a lot of love. People show me love. They put me on a jumbotron, all these things. While I'm there, the TV station sees me. They're like, hey, while you're in town, would you like to come on and do a spot with the with the, with the TV station? I said, uh, well, it's not really. All right, fine. I'll do it. 
And so I end up doing it, and they love me. And so they fly me back to do another game. I did it again, and they love me. And after a couple times of doing this, they offered me a spot with the station. They gave me like 20 games to do it. And I realized also that I love talking about basketball. I love being on TV. I love talking about my teammates and, and showing the other side to them, the side that people don't get to see. Talking about Clay Thompson, how much of a, like, we always talk about Clay, you know, and what he does, and he's a shooter and all these things, but he works so dang hard, and he loves the game of basketball, and he loves his dog, and he loves his friends. You know, I want to tell these stories. You know, watching Draymond now as a dad, like, I want to tell that story. Steph Curry, the guy, like, he's hilarious. He loves to laugh. He loves to enjoy him. Like, talking about basketball, I didn't think that I wanted to be around the game if I wasn't playing. And it took me failing, going through a failure of an Olympic camp to understand that it's okay. You can still win. You can still do what you love. You can still love something else. And so this is a lesson for anybody out there who's listening, is that the failure is not the end. That was one lesson. Another thing that happened this year was um, I went on a Grand Canyon trip. And before this trip, I'm not a, I'm not a nature guy, is what I always said. I, I don't do the outdoors. I've never been camping. Um, I always watched people on TV shows like Survivor and Lost, all these th- crazy shows. I, I don't even know. If, maybe Lost was a TV show. It was a um, series. Um, but I used to watch TV shows and watch people get bit, bitten by scorpions or snakes or get in trouble or get stuck. And I would laugh at him like, yo, what are you guys doing out there in the first place? So when somebody asked me to do this trip, in my mind is the automatic no. I'm not going river rafting with you guys down the Colorado River in the Grand Canyon. But you know what? I said, screw it. I went anyway because I've been saying yes in 2021 to new experiences. I went with 19 strangers on a trip down the Colorado River in the Grand Canyon. So there's no phone service for seven days while you're doing this. We're sleeping under the stars, camping. We are hiking. We're floating down the river. And remember, I told you I can't swim. First day, I was so scared because what if I die <laughs> is my biggest question. And, and before I leave, people are telling me, don't do it. This is stupid. You don't do stuff like this. Why are you? Why are you? Why are you? And I wanted to listen to them. But something in my heart said, you know what? Why not? So I ended up going on this trip. And the first day, we're all looking at each other. Me and uh, the friends, we're, we don't even know how to, you know, we're still new to each other. And it's weird. And I asked them a question, and you know, like I always do, I tell them a story. And I said, how does this relate to you? And this was an icebreaker, because after this, we all start talking, start sharing stories about ourselves. We're going down the river the next day, and we're having fun. Wake up in the morning, we eat breakfast, and we set off on the river for a few hours. We stop for lunch, we hike a little bit, and whatever path that we find ourselves in, get back on the river again, and, and float till the evening where we camp and set up for the night. And the group of people is so diverse, so eclectic. There is an astronaut. There is a Hopi tribesman. There is an activist. There is uh, an actor. There is a breath worker, a psychologist. There are so many different people from different worlds that I'm blown away. There's a doctor. 
And each one of these people are sharing the knowledge. And I realized for the first time in my life, I'm happy. Just being in nature, being with people, good people, I'm happy. And it wasn't, for the first time in my life, it was, it was not associated to an achievement. It was just me being out there in nature, being there with these amazing people. By the end of the trip, I felt so good and so blessed and so happy. Seven days without your phone is actually, for a lot of people, is nerve-wracking. Because we feel like we always have to be connected. We always have to be doing. If we somebody's going to die, and I understand, especially for people with kids or people with loved ones that need their attention. But man, it's so freeing and so amazing to be able to turn that phone off and feed yourself. That's what I learned on that trip. I gave myself a chance to just be and be quiet. Wow, I had such an amazing time. And so I challenged myself. In 2022, what else have I been saying no to that I can learn from, that I will actually enjoy? What else am I shutting myself off from in the world? What people am I shutting myself off from? Wow, I can't wait to challenge my fears in 2022. A somber moment for me this year was losing my grandma. My grandma lived in Nigeria. I left her when I was about 13 years old. She had never been to America. She has never been to America, rather. So two years ago, when I heard that she was sick, I flew back to see my grandma. I'm standing at the door of her room, and it's my grandma. But she's not the vibrant, energetic woman that I remember. She's in bed, She's sick. She's very, very, very skinny. She lost a lot of weight. But she still has that light. And she sees me and she's looking. She's turning her head. She says, I know you. I know you, but I don't know you, but I know you. And she's looking at me. And she's saying this. I have tears in my eyes and I just start crying. Because one of my aunts reminds her, says, that's Ifayin. That's Ifayin. That's your grandson. And she screams, Ifani that went to America that plays basketball? Oh, my God. So we embrace, we hug, we're crying. It, it was the craziest moment, the most emotional moment, actually. And it was beautiful because I realized even though we weren't connected, we were still connected. She was still keeping tabs on me. She still knew what was going on. They don't watch basketball in Nigeria. So her paying attention meant so much to me. But it also reminded me. Because when I left Nigeria, I was 14 years old. And I always said, I wanted to go achieve something amazing. I'm going to America because I want to do something amazing. I want to make my family proud. I'm not coming back until I do. And in my brain, the way it was, was I would come back and we would all celebrate because I've done this good thing. Well, for one, success never stops. You keep chasing more. And so, no, one wasn't enough. Winning a championship wasn't enough. Making it to the NBA wasn't enough. Doing this wasn't enough. Making the deal wasn't enough. Like, I had to to keep doing more. And time kept going. And my grandma got old. And my cousins got old. And so it keeps reminding me. You know, life reminds us sometimes. It's like last year with the passing of Kobe. Nothing is guaranteed. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. What you have today is what you have today. Tomorrow is its own person. My dad always says, tomorrow's pregnant. You never know 
what it's going to give birth to. You don't know what blessings, what failures, what tragedies and what pandemics lay tomorrow. And so today, with the people that you have today, with the things that you have, you have to be grateful. And being grateful for me, in this case, means appreciating the people. You're with people today. Love them. Show them love. Feel their love. Spend time. It made me think about the people that I want to be around. Because at the end of the day, what's the point of all these successes if you don't get to share them with the people that you love? And so as a reminder to also spend time building relationships around you, my friends, my loved ones, my siblings, my family. So I spend more time now. I try to do things and spend time with people. Yesterday or a few days, a couple of days ago was Christmas. And during that time, I tried to make sure that I saw my people. It was very inconvenient for me to drive down to the Bay or to Sacramento and then drive to Yuba City and then drive to Elk Grove and then to Roseville. But I did it because at the end of the day, my heart is full. As I'm spending time with them, they're also feeding me with love. And I realize how lucky I am. So all these lessons I learned, and there's so many more lessons I learned this year. You know, I learned a lesson by starting this podcast. We always feel like, I felt like the podcast world was oversaturated. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I starting the podcast? Who would I be speaking to? Who was going to listen to me talk? And then I started. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to start and whatever, whoever needs to hear it will hear it. Well, with that in itself, we just passed, what, 10,000 downloads and it's probably 11 now or 12, whatever it is, is this idea that people need you. Somebody out there needs your talent. The thing that you have, a lot of us, you know, there's this, there's this parable in the Bible. It's the parable of the talents. And this man is going off on a trip, so he gives three people three different talents. He gives one guy one talent. And it's like a coin. It's kind of how they, it's a metaphor. But it gives the other guy two talents. It gives another guy five talents. When he comes back from his trip, he asks them, what happened to your talents? Well, the guy who had five now had ten. The guy who had two now had four. And he blessed both of them because he felt like, wow, the thing I gave you, you added more to it. So I will give you even more to add to that. The guy who had one was so upset with the master because he felt like, why would you only give me one when you gave the other guy two and you gave the other guy five? So instead of trying to make it more, he just dug a hole and put it under there. and says, you know what? You can take it whenever you get back. Well, when the master saw this, he said, you're so selfish. Matter of fact, you could have loaned that talent to somebody else and made an interest with that talent. So for that, I'm going to take that one back. He gave more to the guy who worked on his two and created four. And the guy who worked on his five and created ten. Is this idea that the universe, God, whatever it is that you believe in, will continue to add to your hustle, to your grind, to the thing that you're working on. You just have to start. You have to lose the fear and start. I had some fear starting a podcast because I felt like, what if it's a failure? Just like everybody else asked that same question about anything you're about to start into. Somebody told me something this year. It says, they said, perfection is the enemy of good or the perfection is the enemy of done. It's this idea that you want to make things perfect and so you never start. And so you never finish because you're never doing it. Don't wait for it to be perfect. 
If you have something that's calling to you, just start. Because that actually gave me the confidence and the, and the energy that I, I needed to do the TV gig. Being so comfortable doing this, talking, interviewing people, sharing stories, understanding that that's what my heart's passion is. Now I'm doing the same thing on TV. And who knows what I'll be doing again tomorrow. But these are lessons that I learned in 2021. And uh, in the middle of the ups and downs, I know that there's so much positive in the world. And one thing I do know for sure is that the universe is working for us. You kind of have to open yourself up to it and let it work for you. Because at the end of the day, you get to win. With whatever cards that you have in this world, you get to win with it. Universe is working for us. Anyway, this is the cap off to the 2021 Rebuilding the Beast podcasts. I'm looking forward to so many more stories in 2022. People keep asking me what my favorite episodes were. And each one is, each episode has a favorite moment. Is that moment where they realize, wow, like I've really, I really am a beast in whatever field. This is people who are going through illnesses, people who are losing jobs and having to figure it out, people who are losing loved ones, people who are going through like really hard circumstances. I'm telling these stories because I feel like somebody needs to hear them. It's not about me. It's not about, it's about reflection, understanding that the, the, the hard things that you go through are what make you a success. You have to enjoy that process. And um, I want to create this community. I feel like it will be so awesome for, ha- for us to have a community that supports us in our times or whatever, our process, our, our rebuilding process, because that is just as important as the win. So here we go. 2022. Here we come. Can't wait. Looking forward to seeing you guys there. For now, this is Vesta signing out. Thank you, everyone, for your support. Thank you for listening and watching this show. The point of this podcast is to create a better world through these stories. So please comment, like, share with people who you think could really benefit from these messages. Because you know how this stuff works, right? That's how people get to hear stuff now. So um, even if you don't, I really appreciate you guys for being here and for listening to this show. Thank you.